This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit 2njb.com slash donate. Okay. We, uh, we haven't done a monthly recap in, 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 a, month. in a whole month. <laughs> it's been a whole month. <laughs> gotta stop working. That's crazy. On... We gotta, I mean, yeah, we gotta so... do these monthly recaps more often. Maybe once a week. Yeah. But I say we keep the name. How about an monthly, hourly? But we, I say we keep it a yeah. monthly recap. No matter how sure. often we do it. You gotta. It's already a, it's a well, yeah, yeah. well it's a known. Trademark. It's a trademark. So What's guys, up? we got tons to talk about, don't we? Yeah. Hectic times. Yes, yes. Disturbing. But Disturbing before, things. maybe we'll plug our podcast a little bit. Which one? This one. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, the one that we're on right now. Right. We have Two so Nice many. Jewish Boys. The yes. Two Nice Jewish Boys podcast. We just recorded a really, really great episode with uh, Mor Sha'al, mm-hmm. which will be coming out soon. Uh, she's an amazing woman who uh, basically helps random homeless people on the street like in this like she sits and talks with them and, and buys them food yeah. and she you know sometimes also we had uh um norm schuster yeah sorry. invites them over to take showers yeah. <laughs> i was in like in the middle <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> i mean that sounds weird though invites them over to take showers. yeah that's yeah but no she does she does amazing she work them. she has an amazing project on head starter anyway look out for that episode also also we we had we have Amazing episodes coming up. So we have yeah. Noam Schuster. She is a stand-up Patient comedian. Three five five. Yes. Five. She, yes. Yes. She was a stand-up. <laughs> she's a stand-up comedian who got sick with Corona and found herself in the Corona Hotel, Hotel, Hotel Corona, Corona in yeah. Jerusalem. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Oh God! And now uh, I know why we're podcasting. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those who can teach teach Jim. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's those who can't do teach, those who can't teach podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the new saying. That's the proverb. Um, so yeah, so guys, check out the and we did an episode with Moshe Feiglin, which we yes. released it last week because uh, this we record this on Thursday night, but we'll publish it in the beginning of uh, next week. So check it out, and we'll talk about some things that have been said there, very offending things. Offensive, yeah. Uh, yeah. Offensive. Um, yes, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into that. But first of all, yes. where do we start? Where do we start? So many things. Uh, I think we've talked a lot about the corona situation yeah. in Israel. Um, so let's talk a bit about what's going on in the States right now, which is oh. basically the apocalypse. We it's thought corona was, was the end. Right. But this is really the end. Listen, this I ne- I mean, in your life, in our, in our lifetime, never such. Uh, no, there was not that severe and and that I think vast. The, I think the Rodney King vi- uh, it was in riots. L.A. It was ju- only maybe L.A. Just in L.A., but it was probably much more severe than this. Uh, but again, that this was in what ninety one, ninety two. I think this so is we national in, in dozens of cities. Yeah, no, this is pretty pretty insane. What's going on? I and have so many thoughts about it. Really. Yeah. The, the the first thing that I think is that if you think this has anything to do with George Floyd, then I'm sorry, but you are completely delusional. delusional. Completely. How come? I mean, first of all, you're seeing the videos, right, of, you know, uh, people running into, looting, running into stores, pulling out Nike shoes and TVs and Sodom whatever. and Gomorrah. It's not, it's not, th- these people aren't, uh, you know, the rioters are definitely not there for some, you know, ideal or justice or justice. These are people who ha- were walking around this world with like a a thin, very thin veil of, of civility that's been lifted. And now we see they them for who they really are. Uh, and if you think I'm talking about black people when I say this, because that's. It, it pisses me off. People hear that statement and they're like, oh, you racist. If you think I'm talking you about black people. You called all black people, people yeah. vandalizers. I'm not talking about black people. I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, 
Jewish, whatever you are, if you're out there rioting and if looting. If you're Dutch, we have a problem. But <laughs> No, but seriously, if you're out there rioting and looting, it's disgusting. It's just disgusting yeah. what's going on. Um, and it's just so far removed, you know? It, look, it, it raises some deep questions about American society because you got to wonder, one of the things that, that you hear is people say, you know, it's just a bunch, a small bunch. They don't represent the peaceful protests that are taking place all throughout America. Most of the protesters are peaceful and they would never do such horrific things. Okay, so first of all, I, I just, I don't believe that. Like, I, I, of course, I acknowledge that some of the protesters are really peaceful and nonviolent. But as it shows, at least from the numbers and from the pictures we're seeing, there are a lot of really bad people who commit crimes. Yeah. It's not a small bunch. No. Uh, and, and, it, and many of these people uh, that are, and there's many victims also of these rioting, yes. and many of them are are black minorities. People. Minorities. Yeah. There's course. been two. I mean, two black cops that I've heard of, uh, David Dorn and Pat Underwood. David Dorn was just horrific. There's a video of him. He he's just. That's the 77 he's year just, old guy. No, I don't think he's 77. Um, I'm not sure, but he there's a video. He's completely blurred out, and he's just dead on the floor he's been shot over a television mm -hmm. uh he was off duty uh and pat underwood was a security guard i think and he was also gunned down basically during the riots and and the deaths are already in the tens and soon i mean hopefully not but they As you know looks... they could quickly rise to the hundreds and it's just unbelievable what's going on in the states i have like my main question is how many americans are are capable of taking advantage of such a situation situation even and go and rob a shop so i think most americans are are good people and i think there was a survey there's a survey that came out actually mm -hmm. where overwhelming amount of people support uh putting the you know boots on the right. ground basically right. the national guard and military on the streets but at this point still it feels like there are a lot of people who are capable of doing that it's not it's not 0.005% you know what i'm saying yeah too many people are capable and that's scary now put aside those people what about the white people or the 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 white people who who kneel for and apologize for African. Oh uh, yeah, you saw that tweet. Yeah, you sent no, it to me. I saw I videos. Yeah, it's no, a whole no, phenomenon. There's a video, there's a video for those of you guys who haven't seen it of a Black Lives Matter uh, protester. He identifies himself in the video as that Black one might Lives be Mike, that one might might be fake. Might be fake. I'm not sure. I read some theories, but okay. I mean, he, you see him run up to a woman yeah. and and scare the living shit out of her. And right. She's. I mean, it's just on the streets of New York. I think it's New York, and he points at her and tells her to kneel down and apologize for the white privilege that you have. She immediately does it. She immediately does but, it. But but you see demonstrations. Uh, you see photos of like uh, African American um, protesters, and all the white people around there them are kneeling to them. Yeah. So it's a whole um, I don't know. The whole it's this thing. weird ritual, uh, and then yeah. I also saw a video where they it's basically this huge crowd was basically demanding from the police to take to kneel, right? Right, which is just insane. If you live in a in a land of law and order, the civilians don't command the police around. That's just not how it works, right? Um, I you know, and I I'm all for for having a discussion about the the power of the police force, even the militarization of the police force. And mm -hmm. I think, I, I, you know, me being the libertarian that I am, I believe in our civil liberties and I don't want the police or the government encroaching on them in any way. Right. Um, and I think that that's important. But but to but you you can't have people demanding the police to kneel. The police are there to keep law and order. A civilian doesn't tell a police officer what to do. Right. I saw a post of uh, someone who lives in Los Angeles, and he's an Israeli. Um, I won't disclose his name, but he was essentially writing like his thoughts, and his point was 
you know, us Jews, Israeli, Israelis who live in the States, but also American Jews, um, we're white. We're white. We're part of the white uh, uh, society who are oppressing. And it's on us also. And we should be ashamed, essentially, for for what uh, for, for, for what's going on in America, the discrimination, the, the racism. And I was outraged by this. I think American Jews have to look deep into their souls and ask themselves, uh, what are they doing in a country in which there's no law and order? I don't think America has lost completely law and order. I think as of now, in many cities, it, it is. It, it has temporarily, that, but I think it'll be regained. Okay, but the fact that it was lost in so many places for a long time, for days, and you know, this—it's—it's it's a war- to me, it's a warning sign. Not to mention the anti-Semitic graffiti's and attacks against yeah, it's like synagogues. You combine the two, and you have disaster. You have that. You combine Look, that anti-Semitism, anti-Semitic and the riots, and the riots, and you get you when know, it, just always in history when there were riots, they blamed the Jews, and uh, I, and it's a deep question of do you want to raise your kids in a country where law can be so easily lost? So I think that that is what is on America to prove right now. I think that that is what the the government, the current government, Trump. The administration should show, and and you know the govern the governors, the, so the state the state authorities. I think it is their duty right now to show, and you know, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but who's boss? Basically, you, th- there's there's going to be law and order here. There is going there is not going to be chaos. But they failed. They I don't think they so. tried think, to do curfews. They tried. They brought in the national I security. In, I think in a week things will settle down. It's going to take some time, but I think America but the will damage go back. Was, but the damage was done. Of course, the damage the stores, is always done. You look, can't take things back. But, when when you know. all the stores in New York City, they, they barricade. Yeah. I think I think something like 400 <laughs> businesses in the it's Minneapolis ridiculous. area were vandalized, destroyed some of them. It's just, it's just crazy. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't think you can build a future in a country... That so easily so I di- I goes there. into flames. I disagree there. I think that if you are living in America and you think that you are not living in one of the best places in the world, then, you know, you're, again, you're delusional. And I think that if you're devoting your time to anything but progressing yourself individually, because, I mean, if you just, like, if you don't understand that you in America, as an American citizen, have more freedom than anybody else Anywhere, you know, maybe not in the world. Maybe there's a few countries that you you could argue are roughly as, you know, well off as America. But basically anywhere in the world, for all of history, like you have it better, okay? You have more freedoms than anybody has ever had. And if you're wasting your time, devoting your time to to anything but progressing yourself personally, getting a job, working, saving money, building yourself a life, trying to build a family. If you're doing anything but that, you're just wasting your time. But you know what, Eitan? Some people did it, and they devoted all their, all their lives into their business, uh, a store in Los Angeles or in New York, and now it's in ruins. It's been ripped away so, from them. So but you know so what? What's, Those people what's will the bounce. moral of the story here? Those people will bounce back because they are strong, resilient people who have good values and they know what it means to build yourself a life and they will bounce back because they're strong and the idiots they who looted by their the lives rules. will end up in, in, in prison, hopefully. Or if not, then their life will probably not end up very... Uh, yeah, but in 10 years, it might happen again. And you know what? They played by the rules. The business yeah. owners, they devoted their lives, they worked hard, and when they were expecting their state to protect their rights, the state failed them. And uh, well, you know, you know, you know my opinion on that. You can never count on the state. Don't. You should you should own a gun and you should stand outside your shop shooting people if they try and, and vandalize it. And in the United States, luckily for many people in many states, you can been. do that. And I think this just goes to show. All the, you know, the people who are anti-Second Amendment, right. and anti, you know, uh, 
uh, oh my God, gun ownership. Why do people need guns? Well, this is why people out, yeah. need guns. I mean, uh, for good people to protect themselves against bad people, basically, which seemed like it should have been obvious enough from the beginning, but I don't know. I think people have had it too good for too long and they just forgot like the really simple stuff. Like there's bad people and you want to protect yourself from the bad people. So you need the stuff you, you have to have to protect yourself from the bad people, which is guns. Yeah. Which, right? I think you were saying that, like, uh, in, in the states where there's the Second Amendment, what was it that you read? I, I, I didn't read, but I, I saw that um, in uh, Indiana, yeah, uh, there was a video of uh, Black Lives Matter march. And on the sidelines, you see uh, white people uh, carrying M16s. Okay. And they're. They're not intervening in the in the march, like they don't disturb the protesters, but they're just protecting their their home. They're present. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I think that's the biggest shame that this. It's such a. It is that there is that the line divide. right now, and it's being created. I don't think that it really exists in most Americans' hearts. Mm -hmm. I think that this is really being created by the Black Lives Matter movement. I think that. Uh, and we'll get to talk about George Floyd and that whole issue uh, in a minute. But I really think that the, uh, you know, it's like get your own cause. You guys showed up 70 years late, okay, <laughs> or 60 years late, okay? The the civil rights movement happened. Black people have every right and, 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 and you know, there's no liberties that have been taken from them. And I can just hear people like yelling, right? Uh, you're privileged. You're what privileged. Would you, know? you don't know system systemic racism. You know what? And it's it's just a shame that I have to say this, but like just because I'm white, there's plenty of black people. Okay, it doesn't make their arguments more relevant because they're black. But there's plenty of black people in the black community, leaders that are promoting this this idea, right? That hey guys, wake up. You have it good in America. There's, you know, Candace Owens, you know, Ayan yeah, Hersi Ali. You guys should look this woman up. She basically... What's her name again? Ayan Hersi Ali, Somalian, who yeah. went through awful things in Somalia. And she lives in the United States now. She, I think she was uh, from, uh, not Denmark, but uh, Belgium. Uh, and she lives in the United States. Amazing woman uh, of color. Uh, no, which you is know, completely irrelevant. Larry I, Elder. I think it's it's obvious that low, like, and countless amount of African Americans built a really good life by now. I mean, we all know them. We know the names. Yeah, you know, the, one of them was president. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't agree with the ideas, and I think that many of the ideas he has promotes this stuff. But like, so it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, to build a future, no matter what's your race, I guess. Um, it's just so frustrating talking about this because there's also this like, right? There's this atmosphere of like, if you say anything against it, right? The Black Lives Matter. Or if you talk about the yeah. fact that maybe you're there racist. isn't you're systemic, Nazi. Yeah. If you talk about the fact that maybe there isn't systemic racism in the States, you're, you're like, yeah, you're a Nazi. Yeah. You're a Nazi. And, you're uh, KKK basically. Yeah. You want to kill black people. And no matter if you're Jew, a Jew who, yeah. yeah family you know but yeah. like it's, that's what pisses me off is like why do i have to hold up my suffering in order to like uh to to, to for my words to mean something can't you just use your head and listen to my words and decide if they're racist or not racist like i'm not saying anything racist here right yeah Man, i know i was having out. an argument with some friends about that and i was looking for statistics and i, I Look, I don't know much about the the situation of of African Americans in America. Okay, I'm not, but you know, I was googling as a complete ignorant outsider. Yeah, I was googling numbers just to to know what's going on, and I saw that in 2018, 60 percent of of uh, homicides and 50 percent of theft crimes in America uh, were by, by African Americans, and they're only 13. They were in 2018, 13 percent of the population. 13% committing 60%. And this, by the way, it's not all 13% committing the 60%. Of course. Of course. And of course not. this isn't a gotcha but moment. This is a tragedy for the black community. Yeah. Because most of them are, it's, 
most of it so, is black on black crime. Right. They suffer from it. And and the guys I was arguing with, they were like, uh, basically they said, you're a racist for, for bringing that pure numbers. Yeah. Pure numbers. I guess math is also racist. Yeah. No, I mean, you're a racist. Of course uh, you're a racist. So at that point... <laughs> You know, you can't. You it's it's, it's pointless. just such it's, it's such pointless. an infantile like this like. Uh, and it's so um, it's filled with virtue signaling. Oh yeah, it's filled with it. Yeah, I mean, you feel so good. I understand those friends of mine because it makes you feel so good when you are on the right side. Yeah, yeah. I just saw a. Uh, I I don't even know who this was, but I saw on LinkedIn a guy who uh, a software engineer who quit his job at Facebook because he couldn't stand by as Facebook didn't take a stand against mm. the Trump administration like all these other companies right Twitter uh, yeah you're posting YouTube. you're posting a, yeah. a photo so he quit his like, job at Facebook it's like how much of an idiot do you have to be to quit your job at, oh, it's just so unbelievable yeah. do you really feel like Facebook is doing such a travesty by just saying you know what we're not getting involved like how delusional do you have to be to think that America is so egregious, the acts of America or the you know the systemic racism in America is so egregious that you cannot stand by? Like what do you, who do you think you are? You think you're in 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 1940s or 1930s Germany? You're not. Like get over yourselves. You live in an amazing place in an amazing time. It drives me insane to think about these, like, idiots. And to the people who say that Jews should feel bad and that American yeah. Jews are privileged, I have one thing to say. That's complete false. Jews and American Jews are not privileged. All the American Jews, I mean, it's, uh, it's obvious, but we got to say it. Yeah. All American Jews, they came pretty late they joined the party pretty late they didn't enslave african americans they didn't enslave the native americans and build their wealth upon these travesties no they came with nothing and if they have something today they build it from zero by working hard mm -hmm. and that's there's nothing to be ashamed of and if you were born to parents or to grandparents who built a business and became rich you're not privileged. You're just a person who were born to people who worked hard for you. So there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. And and uh, I think we have to like just also assume that people are, you know, uh, merit the you know what they have, right? That like if you like that you you don't have to like actively search for the reason why a person doesn't deserve what he has. Or how he built himself on the on others' suffering. It's like that's such a sad place to come out of. Like, why are you not deserving of the things you have? Well, if you look in history, it's like, screw you. <laughs> you know, right. like how long can you go with that argument? Like in hundred yeah. years, yeah. still, yeah. still, someone's got to put a red line here. It's um, just, it's just unbelievable. And and these riots, what will they give you? How do th how do they help the cause? No, they definitely don't. <laughs> but you know, I th I I wish, and this this kind of we have to talk about George Floyd. Yeah. Uh, but I think that like there there is a way to do it. There was this great meme going on about like uh, um, basically the difference between it was a picture and it's kind of shallow, but it was a picture of Martin Luther King marching and Martin Luther King protested and he marched. He marched on Washington. He marched to Salem. Like he. He he was like that's protest. First of all, he had a reason to, um, but uh, this is not connected to that. And I think that there, there it's a shame that the line was crossed because I feel like maybe there's a conversation to be had, right? Yeah. I I definitely don't agree with it. I don't. I think the whole idea of like institutionalized racism and systemic racism in America or in the police force. Is just um, and what do you say to the fact that um, an African American has a times five uh, more of a chance to get arrested for pot-related uh, offenses in America than a white person? I think it has to. I mean, just from my common sense, I think it has to do with the fact that uh, 
in America, policing is is crime and statistic driven, right? Mm-hmm. That's and that's one of the better. That's the best way you can lead your police force is to drive it by statistics. I think that's one of the reasons that the murder rate in New York basically went down half, right? It used to be something like 600 deaths or uh, homicides a year, and it went down to, like, I think, around 300. Uh, I think it was during the 80s or 90s. They basically started driving their policing according to statistics. And, you know, everybody's going to say, oh, stop and frisk. Uh, You know, it's racial profiling. But basically, they started looking at neighborhoods that had high crime rates and saying, this is where we need to be. These are where the criminals are. And we're going to police here. Makes sense. Like, oh, people are killing a bunch of people in this place. No, 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 no. You need to police all neighborhoods equally. You can't look at that neighborhood specific. It's like, why not? Because they're black. Oh, I didn't notice. I just noticed that there's high numbers of crime there. That's racist. That is racist to not provide minorities the protection they deserve only because the fear it might look Racist. Racist. Which is That's ex- racist. Exactly. racist. There's a Heather McDonald wrote a, an amazing book on, on cops and policing and, and the effects of it. Uh, but that's one of the things, right? Is that like these people, these good black people in these black communities would die, would like, would love, would give anything they to would have die. policing. They would die if yeah. you won't do anything. Exactly. No, they, they will would, die. They really would. They really want policing in their neighborhood. They want the police on the streets. And that's what brought the crime rate down in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's what leads basically what but I'm getting what at. Price, is, what I'm getting at is, though, price. I just want to complete that. Okay. That's what leads to the marijuana issue is that basically you have more policing in these neighborhoods where higher crime is. And then those people get caught with doing less minor crimes, right? Because you basically have a bunch of cops driving around this, what happens to be a black neighborhood because you have high crime rates in these in these neighborhoods. And we could talk about that. I don't think it happens to be. I think there's actually a problem that needs to be addressed in the black community, and I'm not afraid to say it. It's not racist. But anyway, they end up policing more and catch more black people with pot than white people because they're not policing in suburbia. Yeah. Because people aren't shooting each other in suburbia. Yeah. So what about George Floyd? What's there to be said that wasn't that hasn't been said? God, I've just been like simmering with all these thoughts like yeah. this week. Yeah. Because it's just been... I don't know. Sitting on your chest. So it re- I recently read... Sitting on your... Yeah. yeah. That's maybe... Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if it's fitting or not fitting. But um, it, I recently read that... Uh, uh, first, I want to say, and I feel like you'll agree with me, George Floyd should not have died. Of course. Come on. I mean, it's obvious. He shouldn't of have course. died. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and this guy, uh, this cop, who... Uh, probably killed him, meaning, you know, I don't think it was cold-blooded, premeditated murder. I think, which there, there's differences. <laughs> there's differences, people, right? There's a difference if I, if I, if I plan two days of ahead, ahead that I'm going to murder this person, I buy a gun, I go up to his house, I break Stalk into him. it, and then I shoot a bullet in his head. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between that crime. There are levels of severity. Otherwise, a guy who steals a grape is just oh, as I, bad or as drops a piano. Drops a piano. No, but it's literally because then everything's equal. So a guy mm. who steals a grape should be, you know, locked up for the rest of his life. There mm-hmm. are different levels. So I think this guy wasn't. He's not like I'm going to go kill a black guy today. Uh, he had a history of violence, apparently. Yeah, but it's interesting. I don't think that anything came up about a history of racism. Um, but I mean, you know, maybe. Who knows? I think I think um, I don't think George Floyd should have died. I think this guy uh, should you know, be trialed. Probably should deserves manslaughter. Um, but you know, there's and this is going to be like sensitive, and a lot of people are going to take it the wrong trigger way. alert. Yeah, but I I read that um, recently it came out that George Floyd was put away in uh, 2009 for armed robbery, uh, and that does not mean that he deserves to die. But it, it, it changes the story a bit because, you know, and it's just not, it's like, is this, is this the, the hill you want to die on? Like, is this the, the guy that you want to make your saint? Like, he shouldn't have died, but he was committing a crime. He was high on Allegedly. drugs. 
and he has a, 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 a history of violent crime. He was alleged. I mean, they, they were called there because he was using counterfeit. Allegedly. Bill. Allegedly. He was high on drugs uh, and he was resisting arrest, um, which is pretty clear from the videos that I was watching. I mean, leading up to the point, right? Mm -hmm. So you watch the videos that, that document leading up to the, the point where he has his knee on his neck. And he has a history of violent crime. Now, you know, I think everybody has a chance to, like, come back and, and rebuild their lives. And, like, that doesn't mean that he deserves to die. But it changes the picture. Like, you know, it, it, I just don't feel like it's, it needs to be explained. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, I, I, I'm just glad we live here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess things are better. Yeah. I really am not envy people Los Angeles or New York City right now. And this is just the beginning because think about corona numbers in two weeks. Think about... It's... I, I'm very pessimistic, as always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I I mean, I'm happy that we live in Israel, and I think, yeah, this is a great place. But I, I really do think America's a great country. Why, you really don't feel like it's a place to build, like, a, a life? You it's don't better feel... than most places, but there are better places, I feel. Like? Australia, New Zealand, Canada. You don't think there's anti-Semitism in Australia? And you were talking about Jews, or you were talking about general? Anybody. You think anybody's better off in Australia than they are in the States? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Just because, I don't know. I don't feel like that there necessarily is. I think there's more opportunity, you know? I, people mm. hate to talk about GDP, but, I mean, the GDP is higher, right, per person? Like, I you're, you're going to do better off if you try in the States. I feel like Yeah, it. but not, the gap is not that big between United States, Australia, and, and Canada. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, um, but even even but for Jews, here, right? for Jews, definitely here is better. I feel, I feel it's better. If you're Jewish, there's no other place in the world for you. I really believe that. And on that note, what's next? What, what do you is? want to talk about? Um, Wait, can we, can you t can you tell us about Baron uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah, I just uh, Sasha Baron Cohen tweeted. I don't I don't have the exact tweet with me, but essentially he said he was quoting Trump, and he said uh, that it reminds him of of gebels yeah right and <laughs> and there was idiot. this meme i don't know if in america too but here in israel everybody was sharing this yeah. fake uh time magazine cover have you seen it no there was a fake time magazine cover um that shows um hitler's hair black hitler hair on the white paper and the mustache is the shadow of trump what? right yeah, like someone photoshopped a fake uh, Time magazine cover about and all the recent like events. Viral. It went viral. Yes. And people shared it. Oh, look at it. And people didn't know it's fake, right? So they thought it's the real Time magazine. And they shared, oh, look, Time magazine. Wow, what a strong message. And, <laughs> what a <you> know. strong <laughs> message. And, and I was, What is the message and there? And I was saying to people, you guys, this is Holocaust denial. This is Holocaust denial. Calling Trump Goebbels is Holocaust denial. Calling Trump Hitler is Holocaust denial. That's interesting, yeah. You know? It's true. Um, because you cannot compare yeah. anybody or yeah. anything to Hitler and, and the Holocaust. More, more, more than an injustice to Trump, it's an injustice to Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you're completely minimizing what he did. Yeah, exactly. So when Sasha Baron Cohen calls him Goebbels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's Goebbels. Who has Trump <laughs> killed? <laughs> I mean, uh, Qasem el Soleimani. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a travesty. <laughs> oh, my God. Goebbels, man. I, I mean, how no, can a Jew just, say that? It's ridiculous. You obviously have no idea what the Holocaust was. It's ridiculous. You're just an ignorant, ignorant person. And and sh shame to 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 Jews. No, it's and to it's our awful. dead dead. Yeah, the the ancestors. people who died in yeah. the Holocaust. Yes, yeah. it really is. A any comparison, really? But this, out of all comparisons, Trump, whose whose daughter is is Jewish. Yeah, you call like, him I would, Hitler. I would even have a like. 
I would eat, might even have a problem comparing Iran to Hitler, right? Of course. Or yeah, to, to the no. Third Reich. Yes. It's like they haven't done it yet. No, yes. <laughs> they might, yes. but they haven't done it yet. No, their declarations are, are yeah. similar, reminds you of declarations. But, again, but words, here it's word for word. Exactly. Words no, but words. also, again, guys, words are different than actions. Even if Hitler, even if, sorry, Donald Trump came out tomorrow and said, uh, you know, I don't know what the worst thing you could think of. You can't compare. He didn't do anything and he hasn't said anything. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he honored the memory of George Floyd in yes. a tweet. And there was some, uh, there was some uh, author who apparently like lashed out at him saying like, you know, you're disgusting. And, um, I just don't understand like this, like, it's just, there's something vile in the hearts of these people that are, like re- I, I really believe that. I really believe that you have to, there, there has to be some desire, some some malicious desire in in these in the hearts of many of these people, at least the leaders, who are who are leading this cause like against um, the American system. They're anarchists. It's just it's They're unbelievable. Anarchists. So anyway, on another yes. subject. So yes. we did an episode this week with Moshe Feiglin. Yeah. Just went out. It's doing really well, actually. And we went there to his home. In the, in the occupied territories. Yes. And after, after on the way back, you and I had the, this argument. Because he said some pretty offensive things. And I was pretty angry with you. for Because as we just witnessed, Aiton <laughs> yeah. can be so verbal, <laughs> right? And so opinionated. Yeah. But suddenly, uh, in front of Moshe Feiglin... He was, <laughs> you should have was seen, he was like a puppy, you know. <sighs> so what Naor is referring to is the fact that I voted for him. So he thinks I'm some kind of fanboy. Yeah, but when he said some pretty disturbing things, I thought, and I was trying to argue with him and put him, like, put, put some counter arguments then, there. I don't think I was. Yeah. I was expecting Eitan to dive in and help me a bit, carry the load. You know, yeah, and he was just sitting there, dra- sipping from his cup, eating a cookie. He, I don't think anything. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't had breakfast. That's why I was so like drowsy. Because just guys, so first of all, go and listen to the episode, and then yeah. listen to this upcoming bit. But essentially, what he said was, he was saying that if you are not uh, religious, if you don't believe in God, then you have no values. That your vi- values are based on nothing on thin yeah. air and that you are not also you have no right to be here mm-hmm. if you don't believe in god yeah yeah and to me that was outrageous yeah so i'll tell you what i agree with and what i disagree with because i thought about it afterwards also okay and uh I don't, first of all i don't think anything he said was d- disturbing but I, i'll tell you what i agree with and what i don't agree with and i think that um i lost my train of thought for a second you thought about it after we argued Ah, yes. He said, basically, if you don't believe in God, uh, you, we don't have a right to be here, mm-hmm. which which for me is a bit troubling because I don't under because then he called you a fascist because he said, if you don't believe in God, then what is our right to be I here? I should do a T-shirt with all the things I've yeah. been called. And me too. Dude. We yeah. really should Nazi, do that. That's actually fascist, a great idea. <laughs> racist. I want, I want one of those. Um, Without compassion. I've I, Yeah. Proud to have been called a fascist. <laughs> Um, not because I like, I want to be a fascist, but just because it shows how, you know, anyway, whatever, we won't say it. But what I'm saying is that, uh, he was calling you a fascist mm-hmm. for saying that if, you know, basically you were saying that if I believe we have a right to be here, I because, said that as a know, secular one in the war as a secular, and, yeah. the, I have the right to be here for many reasons that have nothing to do with religion from the fact that we won yeah. in the war. And to the fact that um, legal base, like international law, Balfour Declaration, that's also a good argument. So, and he said, you know, basically it's only, it it goes back to the fact that we were given this land by God. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, and, and, you know, if you don't believe in it, you're a fascist because then it means might is, you know, might is right and winner takes all. And it's just a matter, it's just like, you know, people going at it and killing each other and, and so you're a fascist. But what I was thinking then is, and this is what I don't agree with. I don't agree with that argument that if you don't believe in God, we don't uh, we don't belong here. Because then, what is the right for anyone to be anywhere? Right? God didn't give 
God doesn't. There's no part of the Bible that like lists how to divvy up the land of the world. Right. There's only the, the Jewish. The pe- yeah, like so. What do the right does the Namibians have in Namibia, or what right do the French Maybe they have, have in a France? God. Maybe they have or, a god too. Uh, you don't know. I, or yeah, either <laughs> everybody has a god that promised them a land, which kind of goes against <laughs> Jewish belief. Or everybody else except for the Jewish people are just barbarians fighting it over, in the, like our fascists, basically, as he called you. So that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, you know, if the couldn't if you the, come up with that? No, I had to think time. about it. I really had to think about it. I didn't make it didn't make sense to me. Um, I didn't agree with it immediately, but it, that argument didn't come to me. And okay. I, you know, if the Bible had divvied up the land and the world and was like Namibia for the Namibians, <laughs> yeah. Australia. For those crazy fucks. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but okay. But what do you think about his second argument that I have no values because I don't believe in God? So this is where I, I, I I kind of agree with him. I don't necessarily agree that it it has to be a belief in the Jewish God, but I do believe it has a strong basis in Judeo-Christian values. And I think that what I would translate his words into in my head is that basically, um, Believing in good and bad, good and evil, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is is one of the, like the basic, like the foundations of leading a a good life in this world is like being able to say there's good and there's evil, and I want to be good. That requires a leap of faith, uh, and I don't know that, and that's what I that's what I think I think that that leap of faith is what most religious people would call belief in God. You might call it, you know, uh, I don't know what mm, you what would my call mother it. taught me, but it doesn't exactly. But but it's not rationale. It's not philosophy. What I'm saying is that, like, in the end, and this is what I said to you, you can rationalize your way around why people should be good. But in the end, you're always going to come up with a counter argument. And at the end of the day, it's not like you're going to come up with some proof, you know, QED good equals good. Right, you're never going to come to that point. So at the end of the day, you have to make a decision, and that decision is based on a leap of faith. It's saying, you know what? I believe good is good. There's something deep inside me that says good is good. It's not good to hurt another. But why can't it just be my common sense? You so you can call it common sense. Fine, but I don't think it has to because I think common sense has a connotation of logic and rationale, and I don't think that you can actually. Like rationalize your way through why good is good, and we can have that conversation. But I just don't think I think, and I believe good is good. But I don't think that you'll be able to to get to a point where you say, you know what, that makes complete sense. But why does believing in God makes it so easy? Like it's it's almost too easy. If I believe in God, then no worries. Like that's the final answer, and then I don't need to worry too much about, about what is good and what yeah. is bad. God that's, said so. Yeah, that's that's one of the qualms I have also with uh, religion. <laughs> There's this whole uh, idea of nasev uh, nishma, right? That do and then we will hear, which means like first you do, so talk to them. Yeah. First you do, then you think. Basically, the idea is like we have commandments from God, we do them, and then we'll ask questions about why we're doing them. Uh, but I would say that the do and then think. That idea is that leap of faith. It all goes back to that leap of faith. There's something inside you that tells you what is right to do. Listen to it. And I don't, I don't believe that evil people think that the evil they're doing is really, truly good. I think that Hitler, at the core, knew that he was evil. Interesting. I think all that goes people, back yeah. to Hitler. <laughs> I really do. I think that you know, it's, we all have that. We all know what's good, and we choose to do bad. Right. Anyway, so I, it was an interesting guy. He's an interesting guy. He is. He's really intriguing. Um, and I, I think it was a very interesting episode. It is. Did he convince you? Um, about what? About like... Voting for him again. Nah. No? A lot would happen, have to happen for me to vote for him again. Uh, you guys don't know, but basically what happened... I mean, many of you might not know. But what basically happened was he ran in the first elections. He was predicted to get, what, like six or seven mandates. Uh, and then he got like two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was missing 10,000 votes. Yeah, too. which doesn't pass the threshold. And then he did make it into the Knesset. So, Nathan felt dumped. Yeah. I felt like my, yeah, it was, my vote was stolen away. Yeah. But I can't really blame him for that. I mm-hmm. can only, I mean, I can 
because of the silly foot massage. Yeah, not the massage, but whipping. Whipping. It was also a massage, and then yeah, it was. Oh, then he, they whipped. Was, yeah. Tell, tell, tell the audience. Yeah, oh my tell God. it. I don't know what happened. I really, my dad sent it to me <laughs> the day before. Tell people. And I really, you know, building up the the, okay. the curiosity. <laughs> he sent it to me like the day before the elections. Yeah. The it actual happened, day of the it elections. It happened the day before the elections. Yeah, and I it really it shook me. I considered not voting for him. Because I was like, how do you find yourself in such a ridiculous situation? Okay, enough building up. <laughs> Basically, he's in an interview with some guy uh, in a studio. And at some point, I mean, you, no one actually even knows the context because who cares to watch this whole interview? They just, you know, see this point in the video. He's got the guy's foot up on his knee and he's massaging it and then slapping he is, it. Is, no, Moshe Faglin, right. the politician that yeah. we interviewed. Is sitting on a chair. The interviewer has his foot on Moshe Faglin's knee, and Moshe Faglin is like slapping it in this weirdly erotic, <laughs> like, way. It, yeah, unclear. Maybe he had me until then, <laughs> and he, and I, you know, it lasted. It, it didn't wear off until after the election, so I still voted for him because I love his ideas. Of he's, yeah. he's, he's very libertarian, but uh, that was. So yeah, listen to the episode, guys, and let us know what you thought. Wow. Um, what? Your clock is still on three. I'm not sure you're recording. Uh, I think we are recording. Your, but yeah, but I don't know about yours. If, yeah, mine. Is, as long as the red lights are flashing, uh, okay. you're recording. In hey theory, guys. <laughs> I mean, we'll find out soon. S- soon enough. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh my god. Ah, uh, because it's hours and minutes. Ah, okay, 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 okay. All okay, good. Okay, okay, so, we good. <laughs> Technology. Oh god, that was scary. <laughs> How could it be hours and minutes though? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Anyway, it's fine. Um, worst comes to worst, you guys will have to deal with not seeing my face close yeah. up. Um, so the wedding is happening. Uh, Give us an update. Who knows? Who knows? You're no, preparing. We, we are preparing for the. Worst it's, yeah. and expecting the best. Exactly. Well, no, we're preparing for the best and expecting the worst. Okay. <laughs> really, we're prepared. Like we're, you know, we're going like there's nothing standing in our way. We're mm-hmm. sending out invites soon, and you know, 26th of June, guys, if you want to come to the wedding, <laughs> we're not even allowed to have like 50 people. But right. you bring guys a check. Can, you can yeah. just send the check. Send a check in the mail. Two <laughs> njb.com/slash/donate. <laughs> no, but um. We're, you know, we're basically on route to do it on the 26th, but we're expecting not to, I really, like I, in my mind, I don't see it happening. Really? Yeah. But I, I, like the more rational (laughs) side of me says it will happen, but like my heart is like, this is no way this can't actually be happening. Um, right. Cause there's just like so many hurdles. Yeah. They were supposed to release, uh, on, on the first of June, they were supposed to lift the uh, the limitation to a hundred people, mm-hmm. and then on the fourteenth, they right the Israeli government set these like uh, these um, stepping stones. These stepping stones, yeah. These these uh, a timeline. Basically, every two weeks they would lift different limitations, and on the first of June they were supposed to lift like events up to one hundred, and then on the fourteenth lift it like pretty pretty much completely. And? But then that one hundred got delayed. So still, na- yeah. Only now are they allowed to do 100 with 50 people in two different spots. So only if you're big enough to separate your event hall into like two areas, and only if it's outside, mm. you could do 50 and 50, right? And can you do that? Yeah. So technically, venue? we could, but w- I talked to the guy, and I'm like, we're not. I don't know if we're interested in doing it like that. Um, and then the other thing is just put to people you want to sacrifice on one, yeah. one side and the people you care about on the other exactly. side. Exactly. If you have any, you know, heirs. The, the people I'm inviting just for the gift over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh that's think about it. So Jewish. <laughs> oh man. So no, so we're that on Sunday they're supposed to lift it so that it can be one hundred people in one place. Okay. And that's like already basically Unless numbers get worse exactly. and they are getting worse exactly and that's already a week late right so then the yeah. 14th is that really going to happen on the 14th or is it going to happen on the 21st that's five days before a wedding 
I hope Sheldon's not watching this because I'm like the one that's like, no, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> no, Babe. Nobody got this far into the episode. <laughs> yeah, Don't no, worry. We're alone uh, <laughs> right now. It's just me and you. Guys, if you are still listening, we adore you. We love you. Um, <laughs> um, what can I say, man? Look, they did some stupid things, I think. They opened the entire school system, and now they are closing schools every other day. They Every, every school, they just find one... Uh, cor- uh, COVID nineteen positive, they close the school. So yeah. they every day they close like three schools. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So and other schools are afraid to like parents are afraid to send their children, so they just don't send the children. But you so were telling chaos. me about that Tel Aviv University. Can you tell us about it? The Tel Aviv University study, which is really interesting and kind of uh, hopeful. From what I hear, it's it's shady. Ah, yeah. But essentially. Because I've already told everybody I know. They checked. They checked. Um, they did a um, poll of, of, and they took blood tests from. How do you say? Like, like a sample. Gum. They basically Mid- took gum, a sample, think. like a representative sample of the population. And right. Took blood tests and took blood tests and to, did a serological tests for COVID, and they found out. Which basically checks antibodies and has yeah. like a very high uh, accuracy. Allegedly. Allegedly. And they found out, I don't remember, what was the number? I think you told me like, that, that according to that sample, 200,000 Israelis have gotten COVID. Right, out of 9 million. Out of 9 million. Instead of what they think We're today is... We're exposed to COVID. To COVID. Meaning they have the antibodies yes, of COVID-19 no, in them. Yeah. As opposed to what they think today they, is 16,000, right, 17,000. Right. So it's like more than 10 and, times. And almost 300 dead. So instead of 300 dead for 16,000... If that's yeah. true, it's 300 dead for 200,000. And makes, then the death rate goes down right. too. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think I think there was no reason to send back to school uh, kids over sixth grade. They tell could that, con- tell that to the parents, man. No, why? Ab- above sixth grade. I feel grade, like the parents at that point were like, just get no, COVID. I don't ab- care. Above sixth, seventh grade, there's no problem. The parents can go to work. They can leave this, uh, you know, 13, 14, 15 year old kids at home. Yeah. No problem. Which, by the way, is like unheard of in the States. Really? Yeah. Are you kidding? Mm. It's just like there's a, a, an interesting piece I saw about a mom who uh, had her kid, um, uh, like a 14-year-old kid or something, playing, and she was arrested for abandoning her child. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you could do it. I think, look, if this, if things continue that way, I feel that some big changes are upon us with education. And not only that we're going to have huge problems uh, continuing next year mm-hmm. with the education system, but you, people will find out the, the truth, which is that at least in Israel, education, like most of the education for kids, it's pretty futile, <laughs> pretty futile. They don't really need the school, the school system, the school system. Yeah, they but don't I, need it. Um, they need Why it not? for social reasons, maybe yeah. for uh, structural reasons, but a pure educational aspect. Uh, They're not getting so much. No, out of it. no, they could, they could, know. they could watch YouTube videos and, and, and yeah, but most of them would. Okay. Most of them would watch Netflix. But now it looks like there's not going to be much choice. Like parents are going to have to find a way to educate their kids through the internet like to homeschool them, homeschool or find um like uh educational uh it's gonna be devastating vehicles. for for social interaction like think about it it's a whole generation that's just basically being isolated in their yeah. home yeah insults. i mean it can't it's not <clears throat> bunch it, of insults they're yeah. gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like uh it's not sustainable man i don't know i disagree with you on this one i i I think we should open up, and it's not because of the wedding. <laughs> I, I feel like that goes without but saying. It's but not it's not about the wedding, not. but ask me again in, in a month. Yeah. I might change my mind. <laughs> I might change my mind. <laughs> no, but I really don't think that, uh, I mean, we've had this discussion before, but I think it's an issue of civil liberties. And I just hate this this government that's like, new, 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 like, uh, but look, you're not parents, behaving. Parents are not sending their kids. The it's schools are so open. It's up to the parents. Sababa, but they don't they don't want to send it. Okay. The kids. A parent who doesn't want to send the kids, that's fine. I'm so, fine with that. So so that saying... goes to show that the actions of the government have foundations in 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 the public opinion. You know? People are afraid. Yeah, no, but they are afraid. you can't you can't say that like 
they they've uh, I don't know done a referendum or whatever memorandum or no, whatever it's called. We, they I, haven't like put it out yeah. to vote. And they haven't even voted in the Knesset. People are afraid, it. and they're right to be afraid. Um, the numbers are scary. I was just in another. I I all day I'm in internet arguments, but I was in an <laughs> argument on Twitter. Someone was posting. Um, uh, like, look, uh, just a few kids are sick. If you look at, at the numbers abroad, kids are, don't die from corona. So even if thousands of kids will get sick, so what? So nothing will happen. So no need for panic. Yeah, but the kids go home. Exactly. They go home. Yeah. They meet the grandparents. Oh, that's a, and, that's and, a and they meet stupid their argument. But I just, I really think it is for us to decide how... Each individual needs to handle his risk. And I know that, like, now everybody's like, what? You know, you got, it's not how viruses work. It's like, well, I mean, if you stay, if you want to stay home and lock yourself down and not let anybody into your home, do that. You know, plenty of people, like, like we've seen, right? Many of the people we know in the States have gone out and not everybody has this privilege, but have gone to their, homes in, or rented a home far away from the city right and locked down there mm-hmm. um and that's a, that's a possibility do that if you see that that's what if that's what you need to do and also if you're poor you can also today that's the great thing about today is that like most people and again i'm not saying if like you're dirt can, poor you obviously can make don't ends have much, meet from mo- yeah from internet. home you can order stuff, right? So maybe, yeah, it's going to be tough. A lot of people will lose their jobs, and then you have to decide, do you want to go? We're so close to zero cases. Yeah, but what? what is it? And then it disappears? It's not going to disappear across the world. You cannot. Okay, I don't care about the world. I care about our, my no, country. No, but then what? Do you close the borders of Israel for everybody going in and out? It's easier for two to years? sustain. It's easier to sustain the problem. If you get to zero or near zero numbers, then you can control who goes out, who goes in. You can you can monitor these people. You can do things. And look, seventy percent of the cases in Israel for, of COVID were people who came from abroad. Seventy percent. It's it's crazy. It is. So and we were so close before before we opened the schools. We were. Like we we were less we had less than two thousand cases and every day, you had two hundred less. So in in two weeks, we were so close. Yeah, but so, that two weeks makes a big difference yeah, for a lot of people. Of course, that's also true. All right. Anyway, guys, so thanks for tuning in. Yes. And next time we'll do the recap. Aton will no longer be uh, a single bachelor. man. Yes. Hopefully. So all the girls out there. I'm not there, single now. Yeah, I won't be. An, yeah, but according to, unmarried. but uh, you know, according to God, according to Jewish law. Yes. Yes. So all the girls out there. Down. Um, I actually have the wedding rings here on me. Really? Yeah, I picked them up today. Show us. Oh come on. Show really? us. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll get them. Okay. Okay. So hopefully they're not the cheap ones. Uh, <laughs> hopefully there's a I don't know a ruby. Okay, guys, or, uh, you're getting to see these before Shalon even sees them. <laughs> She's going to, oh, no, she picked them, we picked them out together. These are the wedding rings, not the engagement ring. Okay. So basically, you got, yes, you got the big give, one. Give now, you pay for them by uh, weight, right? Because it's just basically two gold bands, right? They're simple gold bands. Uh-huh. So you pay for them by weight. My, <laughs> this is how small Shalon is compared to me. Mine costs four <laughs> times the amount. Wow, <laughs> she her finger is like that's the price of being a man. Yeah, yeah, gorgeous. But yeah, they're are you gonna nice. wear it? Yeah, man, I'm excited to wear it. Yeah, I'm excited to wear it. Which I don't know, maybe I'll get over it after a while. But I, I think I think I'll be excited to wear it. Yeah. I, li- I I like it. Yeah, because deep down you're a ne- redneck. I'm a redneck. <laughs> Rednecks don't wear wedding bands. I mean, ours, but you know, yeah. it doesn't translate. Yeah. Anyway, awesome, man. Yes. Awesome. All right, guys. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we go, yes. we have an international, tri-continental... Multi, yeah, global, multinational... Collaboration system. Yes. Get ready and for this. And let's do it from... Let's do it upside down this time. So All first, right. and the newest one is with the Australian Jewish News. If you live in Australia or interested in what's going on in the Jewish community in Australia, tune in. Go to their website, ajn.timesofisrael.org. 
Com. Yes. And subscribe to the newsletter, follow them everywhere. Also, Arut Sheva. Also, yes, Arut Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. Check them out. They're a great news source here in Israel. Uh, they have a website. They're also on Facebook. Uh, sometimes we go live there, so check them out. IsraelNationalNews.com. Yes. And last but not least, the Jewish Journal. They have a special place in our heart. True. They were our first. Yes. Yes. JewishJournal.com. They have podcasts. They're huge on Instagram. You got to follow them on Instagram. Absolutely. Facebook, everywhere. Check yes, them yes, out yes. and stay updated in what's going on in the Jewish community in America. And of course, help us out. Please Go to do. 2NGB.com slash donate. Yeah. We do this on our free send, time. Yes. So if you got some, if you got some money to spare and you want to help us out, uh, 2NGB.com slash donate. That's it. It was a pleasure. Me too, sir. Me too. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.